Welcome to the Kaidas Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to another KBN Live. What's up, Brian? How you doing today, buddy? I'm here, bud. I'm here. I'm surviving. Surviving. Has it been a Monday all day Slowly long? Slowly but surely. Working hard? Man, they made me wear a suit today. I've been in meetings all day long. My internet's slow. It's uh, it's going pretty great. <laughs> hey, you got your, your mobile headphones. You're on, you're on the road, so you're doing all right. And your mic's working. I brought so. all my stuff. Yeah, I brought all my stuff with me, so at least yeah. I got that going. Yeah, so everybody's jumping on. We, we actually got started on time a little bit early this morning, or this morning, this evening. We're doing, we're doing good, so we appreciate wherever you're watching from, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Uh, help us out and share this somewhere so somebody else can jump on here and laugh along with us. We usually have a good time. Uh, we got the Bassmaster Harris Chain winner, uh, Justin Largan. He's also the second-place guy in the AOI over there for Bass right now, so we're going to talk to Justin. And we've got another special guest we're going to sneak in here in just a minute. Um, but, yeah, big weekend, man. Bass had their Harris Chain event, and then All-American Series, uh, they had their Kentucky Lake event. Both, both events had some big fish put up. Uh, Jordan Westerman took home that Kentucky Lake event. Jay Wallen made a run at it. So, so good for them over there. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Steve-O is going to tell us a little bit about the Bass Nation stuff that he had going on. They had concurrent events, one Tennessee Bass Nation and one Georgia Bass Nation. Uh, our local boys put on a show on Center Hill Lake up in Tennessee. Brad and Terry Golden went back and forth all day long, and uh, Brad pulled it out with Terry in second. And Chris Walters, that fresh off the classic stage, Managed another third place in a in a bass event, so he's he's at least uh, Dale Earnhardt on this one for sure. Yeah, so tournament season's in full swing. I mean, it's March going on April. We got tournaments happening everywhere. So good stuff. Uh, Todd Patrick's in the comments, and Todd showed out the bass event. So shout out to Todd Patrick coming in top three down there. Good job, Todd. Todd put it down, man. Good job, Todd. For real, that's yeah, awesome. Uh, and then we're gonna get Steve here in just a second, but we got some big news Friday, which was the new dugout contingency program, man. And Steve's gonna come in and tell us about that. But how about that for an industry That's crazy. shaker? It's crazy. I mean, we talk a lot about these manufacturers and teams doing stuff for their anglers. Uh, I mean, I feel like Jamie just took it a step further. <laughs> He's like, "I'll take care of all of my customers." Like, <laughs> yeah. take that, suckers. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Uh, with that said, let's bring Steve in here. Boom, Steve. Hey, good evening, everybody. Steve Owens, what's up, my man? We wanted you to come in. Ryan said, you know, you mentioned your Bass Nation events that you guys have, but we want to talk about that for a second. But really, it's all about that dugout contingency program that dropped. You kind of dropped the dropped the mic on Friday with that, man. So tell us about it. Yeah, man. We, uh, you know, I run the, the pro staff dugout. And, um, you know, Jamie and I are always looking at what we can do to, you know, put our people in opportune situations to where they can grow, you know, not only, um, you know, what they do in fishing, but what they can do with sponsor outreach and things like that. And, um, you know, our guys do a lot for us and girls, they do a lot for us uh, in bringing in, you know, potential customers, uh, people to fish the series that we are part of and everything. And, you know, we already have a pretty good uh, grassroots club sponsorship that we do. You know, we do, a, a, you know, we supply our anglers. They get a, a lot of benefits for being on our team. And so that's basically what we were doing was kind of coming up with, you know, what can we do for our staff people when they're out on the road fishing tournaments, uh, get some engagement, get those people's names out there more so that the industry sees them so that we're not just based off of products, but our guys get paychecks and stuff. So we, you know, we did the standard, you know, if you finish third here, you do this, that, and the other. And we just decided, let's just go, you know, keep it simple and do one payout deal. And then we come up with this and he's or the thousand bucks. And he said, man, we'll tell you what, let's just do it for everybody. 
everybody. He said, we get a lot of people coming through that travel. Uh, we got some people coming in from Wyoming and, you know, we're just super blessed to have that kind of reach right now uh, in a short time, you know, two, a little over two years. is not a long time uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so he just like, you know, if you buy the kayak from us, you know, and, and get out there and, and maybe it's an incentive if you're on the fence uh, and you can actually get fit into a tournament, uh, it's not booked already, then, you know, hey, we're going to do it for you, everyone as well. And, and, you know, it's a genuine sentiment and offer. And uh, it just, I mean, hell, that come up at like 645 the other morning. So that's, that's how we work. We work early. We work a long time. So just thought it was another way for us to be able to get back. We're blessed with, with a lot. We really appreciate that, and we want everybody to know that you know it's it's real. And and we thank you. And, and without all of you, you know, we'd just be a bunch of fools running around not knowing what we're doing. So yeah, we still know what we're, we're still going to we're, we're still going to be that. Yeah, don't we're still going to be the fools. We'll pay you. We'll pay yeah. you to be friends with us. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, it's just. Uh, I was gonna say, give us the, the down and dirty, just the simple version of how it exactly works for folks that uh, are watching. Uh, keep your receipt. You cash a check. You know, we, we watch the standings, like I made in my post. You know, we like you guys. We watch all three series. Our friends and, and customers fishing in them. Uh, you know, and we we pretty well know who came through. But you know, you bought your kayak from us. We've got record of it. Uh, we probably will reach out to you first. But uh, if we haven't, you know, obviously give us a call and we'll get you squared away. It's that simple. We'll cut you a check, mail it to you. If, you want, if you're in the area and come by the shop, you know, if you want dollar bills or rolls of quarters, we'll raise that too. So cash money. quarters ready, boy. <laughs> is, there a, is there an attendance limit? Does it, is there a certain number of people that have to be signed up for a tournament to be eligible? No. If it's one of the, you know, like we, we stated, you know, a Hobie. Uh, the Bassmaster Kayak Series uh, or, or a KBF Pro Series, and, and you bought it from us, that, you're good. You're golden. So, mm. All right, so not, not Trail 1, Trail 2, but the two-day event that they have, right? Correct. Pro two-day event. Yep. Yep. That's why I made sure I put P-R-O in capital letters. <laughs> for all the pkas out there that's right so. yeah that's awesome what, what do y'all think that does you know to the industry as a whole does it put some others on notice to maybe come up with their own little contingency programs uh i don't think so i mean y'all know how i'm wired i don't do you know like you know the latest greatest the greatest step up or get lost kind of thing i just we just put our heads down and, and do what we do not what we want to do but what we know we're capable of uh our intentions are always good and, and well intended. So, you know, we're, we pretty well are just are going to, you know, come up with what we can to reward the people uh, within reason that support us. And, uh, you know, I, I hope people mirror it because it all it benefits us all in the long run, you know, because, you know, you want every shop to be successful because uh, they're American people and we're all in this together. So, uh, but no, it's, it's not a, like a gauntlet or a line to cross or anything, but, uh, but we're proud to be one of the top shops in the country, we feel, you know, and we want to keep that going. And stuff like this is necessary to, to keep the engagement, you know. Yeah, big-time moves, man, big-time moves. And, you know, just shows that not only are they running a good business down there, but they support what we're doing as anglers and, and folks out there hustling, trying to get it done. So good stuff. Yeah, it's just like, you know, jumping in here with you guys. I mean, you, you put the platform out there for everybody to come and make it whatever you want, you know, like, you know, you guys obviously run this, but there's not, there's the parameters are pretty broad. Literally. If you, if you that's why I encourage all the grassroots people post your grassroots results on here, man. And that'll start conversations and stuff and it'll grow everybody, you know, and uh, you know, whether people do that or not, that's on them. But I'm, I'm glad it's here. And that's, you know, it was a no brainer for us to, to try to be a part of it. We're glad to be, be in it. Give us a, give us a, I gave a brief synopsis of the Tennessee Bass Nation. Give us a rundown on the Georgia deal. Oh, oh brother-in-law slid up in there and cashed him a check. But <laughs> tell, us, uh, tell us how the rest of the day shook out. Yeah, brother-in-law. One more, though. You did a great job. We had six out of ten Tennessee Valley kayak anglers go up there and uh, six, six in the top ten. So we're pretty happy with that, too. So uh, we got uh, April 16th, the next TVKA down here for all y'all traveling. Come down here and pre-fish this lake for the Hobie Bass Open Series. And uh, give us a little bit of your money when you come through. So, but anyway, yeah, back to Georgia, man. 
uh, you know, it was 50 anglers. You know, I, I was kind of, you know, I was expecting around 70 in that area. Uh, the Peach State uh, kayak anglers fished alongside of us on day one. They had 72. Um, but for this being, you know, its first year as a trail series, uh, advertising and get, getting out there. Like during the event, I probably had 30 people uh, messaging me, asking me about the series. They just had not heard of it. And, uh, just got to figure out a way to do better at getting that reach out. I know it takes time, but I don't like it unfolding as slowly as it is. <laughs> uh, that's me. That's my fault. I know. But, uh, but either way, we had 50 people. It was amazing to have them. Um, 50 people caught 504 fish in two days. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, I think the Peach State Club, that guy didn't get an hour event. Um, it had like a 23 and a quarter inch large mouth. Our big bass was Jason Barnes with a 21 and a quarter. I think we had nine 20 inch spotted bass, including Andy Middleton, which jumped him from, I think, 22nd to second place at the time. And he ended up finishing third, took home like 570 bucks. Uh, Jeremy Meadows took home 950 bucks at second. And uh, Randy, uh, Randy Jean finished first place uh, with, uh, I think he took home 1400 bucks. So you know, we're 100% payout thanks to our sponsors. So uh, not bad for, you know, $75 entry fee. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, man, everybody showed out. It was just uh, that, that place down there, dude. I know you've been through Ryan down there, but I, I want to get back on that Lake Spadakane State. Tom Casimir, he lives there. He finished fifth. He got the last check. So, uh, but yeah, the it was just it, it fished really good. We had a lot of wind, you know, uh, a lot of guys in three sixties, a lot of guys with their motors. Uh, Michael Mooney, Michael Mooney qualified for the state championship. It's always good to see that dude. Um, and that was just it. I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, it's that mid level series, but man, it's it's a it's a freaking blast. And uh, just the the reward of these people being so thankful and grateful, you know, to to have the opportunity to potentially get on the stage, you know, and uh, they're as excited about the two-day Lake Seminole State Championship in November as, as anything I've heard, in, you know, in a while. So uh, it's just, it's good to be able to produce that for, for our people. And they, they appreciate it. So. Yeah, Why did stuff, Tom man. not shake your hand? <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> I, I, well, he, he texted in that group, Jason Alford. Jason Alford, a lot of people don't know him. He's quiet. That dude is an assassin. He is so slick, quick witted It's like a David Spade kind of deal. Uh, but he uh, he sent that to us as we were driving, so I didn't get to check till I got home. So I'm going to say Tom had his coasters on, and that was his Perry Farrells there. He couldn't see me, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so enough, he, snubbed, he snubbed me. There's a respect for you. Yeah. yeah and what it was is it wasn't a big enough check for him because he's won. That's probably what it is. Needs, that's what it was. He used to get in that grand. So, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, Steve, man, thanks for sliding by here tonight and giving us the update uh, on what you got going on with the dugout and, and the Bass Nation stuff over there, man. Always good to have you. Hey, I appreciate Monday. all you guys and, and always let me come on and run my mouth and everything. But, you know, again, reach out to any of our staff. If you got any questions, anything, people. Uh, appreciate all of you, all of your support, all of your comments, all of your encouragement, and all your suggestions because we especially listen to the suggestions. So thank all of you. Y'all have a good night. Hey, uh, congratulations. Do me a favor. Uh, get that guy's uh, mailing address sent to me. Uh, I know he didn't buy his kayak from us, but he, he's going to tell you, like you know, uh, he stopped through the dugout, you know, recently, and I'm going to send him some cigar tatsu for, for support. Ooh, all right, okay. You talking about our guest that's coming up? That's right. He just wants some money, man. He don't need no free line. Let me tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we're, we're going to hook we'll, we'll hook him up when he gets on here for sure. All right, thank you all. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> yes, sir. See you, Steve. See you. All right, so before we get Justin in here, a shout-out to our other sponsors talking up dugout, but – I always want to mention Revo, best lenses on earth. We saw that nice vid that uh, Mr. Diesel did on his box that he got from, uh, he got those Revo Blacks. They were sick. Did the uh, little unboxing Dude, video. He went all the way to the top with that one. Yeah, Dang. man. So shout out to them. Revo, we've been talking to them. They're working on some things for for the nation. So we'll see what we can do with them. But we appreciate their support. And then, of course, Western Sun Vodka, drink of choice for, for anglers everywhere from Texas to both These coasts. are on beds. I don't know if y'all been watching this uh this little elite event on Santee, but being able to see those fish is a big deal. So make sure you got some high end shades that can help you out with it. 
Man, I was hoping Polinick was going to win so I could come on here and say an old town pro won the won the oh, Santee event. Uh, he's been in that. He's been in that what twice now? I think. That's yeah. crazy. It's really <laughs> turned him around. Good job. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, but yeah, I figured he'd get calls to try to get in the Santee event, but no can do. There's a big waiting list. Uh, I think they've. I think AJ's gone deep into the waiting list for, for Santee though, hasn't he? Or at least that one or Ufala. He's gone down the list a little bit. It was Ufala. Ufala. Uh -huh. I think he cleared out the waiting list. There, I saw a post. There was one spot available uh, last night. What is what is that? Is that FOMO? People signing up and thinking better of it a few weeks down the road or something? I don't know. I mean, I think you know how life works. Like a, yeah. a lot of people have stuff come up, especially if you're signing up for a tournament a month or two months yeah. in advance. Like there's <laughs> a lot that happens between here and there. Old Marky Mark, hopefully he gets to feeling better. Mark's sick as a dog right now at home. We're hoping he gets the Santee all right. Bless him. Uh, I kind of like that, man, because I've got all these tournaments on my schedule that are already paid for. So it's like, it feels like I didn't spend as much, even though I did, because I already paid for them and the money's gone. So you know, yeah, I'm already paid ahead of time. Feels good. Uh, but yeah, man, let's get uh, let's get Mr. Largan in here. Hang on just a second. There he is, there Justin Largan, Harris Chain winner. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. What's this wandering the desert? Uh, it's uh, it's just my Instagram. It's uh, are you aren't you in Virginia? Yeah, I was actually in California when I started. There's no desert. My boy in out in the Virginia desert. <laughs> <laughs> no, California. It uh, I was I got into wildlife photography, and that's really all I was using Instagram for was just trying to find coyotes and foxes and stuff. So I I, I haven't thought of anything you know cool to change the name to yet so that's it makes more sense you now you can change it to bassmaster champ that's what you need to put on there hey i like that i like that or you could change it Do to it something to frisbee golfing with chase since you're over in virginia God, stop, <laughs> <it>. stop that <laughs> there's plenty of anglers still in virginia jeff don't they're not all okay. frisbee golfers i'm always looking out for the froth the froth community uh yeah man we're excited to have you on here uh not only did justin just win this event but he's also Second in AOI right now behind Garrett Morgan, who we just had on for winning fork a few weeks ago. So hot in pursuit of the AOI uh, trophy, but now the Harris Chain winner, Blue Trophy winner. So tell us about it, man. When did you get down there? Tell us about Yeah, there it is. There tell us go. about uh, how, long you, how long you got down there for the week, what you found in practice, and, and what it was like leading up to the event. Sure. Uh, I got in town Tuesday, uh, staying at this, this cool campground called uh, Black black rent or black horse resort it's, it's more of like for uh, for horses and stuff but they had campgrounds available so uh, i got down tuesday um fished just a another local lake that wasn't on the chain just to kind of get tuned up and then started practice wednesday and wednesday was really cool uh, the first place that i i checked uh i ran across a bunch of big bed fish and uh i mean it oh I've never caught a 30 pound bag before, but I, I think I was looking at 30 pounds. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I decided to stick one of them. I, I would, I'd been shaking them off, but I, I stuck one and it was uh, right at seven. Um, and uh, I, I decided to leave it Wednesday or Thursday rather. I, I basically just started to look for something else, different area. I checked a couple of places and I, I caught some fish, but I mean, all I could see was those bed fish. I, I'd love to catch them off beds. And I was just thinking, I'm going to blow this thing out. and I'm going to catch these monsters. And uh, I went back Friday to check them. And just, you know, some of the doc talk, talking to some of the guys that were launching, um, they said somebody had been in there that day before and just wrecked them or said that they wrecked them down there. And, you know, I didn't know whether it was just, you know, gossip or whatever. But when I went down there, I couldn't find any of them. And I, I probably had 10 different waypoints. Um, marking the, the beds and uh, I mean they were just gone I tried some other stuff I tried punching some grass down there and uh, I, I couldn't get bit at all I'm surprised was... they were still on bed I, th I figured you know they would be spawned and gone it would be a you know kind of a fickle post spawn by that's surprising to me that they were still bedding fish yeah I was I was kind of hoping I thought maybe with the full moon that Friday that there'd be kind of the Second last wave, wave or something yeah, yeah it would push up People were talking like they've been spawning in January. I know there were some of the elite guys and some of the MLF guys had caught them um, on beds, but I didn't really see anybody that was just doing bed fishing. It was, you know, they if they ran across one, they they'd go for it. Yeah. But 
but yeah, when, um, when it, you know, when I saw that on Friday, I was just kind of, you know, I went from, from being super excited, just being real down. And, uh, I was, you know, trying to figure out a game plan for the next day. I, I couldn't decide whether to go down there and, and just stay in that area and try throwing top water frog or something just to, to see if maybe the fish were still in the area. Maybe I could still catch them. Um, but I, I ultimately decided just to, to bail on that and go to, you know, plan B, which was uh, little Lake. And I feel kind of bad naming it, but, uh, trout Lake is like the smallest one on the chain. Um, I think anyway, it, it, there's not much to it. And there's a little tiny ramp that you got to use to, to get back in there. Uh, not a whole lot of spaces, but I went in there one day for a few hours and I, I had some decent fish, but I had one good one, one that was uh, right at five. And that was the only place I really, you know, had caught fish besides those, uh, those bed fish. So I went Did back to it. Did you see any trouts in there? I did not. I looked. It, it, they right. should come up with a new name. It, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like the wandering, wandering the desert. I mean, it's exactly. just you're throwing exactly. people off everywhere you go. We got we got a Californian and Florida fishing Trout Lake. Exactly. It's all kinds of it's all kinds of wild down there. Exactly. Look, I'm not going to start any rumors here, but I think Conrad Benetti snuck in and got your fish off the beds. That's what I'm going to say. He snuck in there and stole them Thursday. It's possible. I, I don't know who that is. I. Oh shit! Is that, that is the that is the biggest shot you could take right there. I like it. That's it's been sad. a while. It's been a while, Ryan. That's smooth. He said, "I don't know who that is." It's been a while since we've heard from Cornbread. You know, times it are is. different now. When COVID first started, we were all captive to the <sighs> online world, but not as much anymore. So. That's all. I like you a lot more now, Justin. That was pretty slick. <laughs> and you didn't even mean to be. So there. But yeah, it uh, it just worked out. Everything sort of clicked. Um, my plan initially was fish. I found some fish. There was just a little stretch of hydrilla that basically all those bites came out of. And then there was a seawall kind of next to it where there were a couple of canals. And this was just the, the entrance to the canals and a little residential area. And uh, I, you know, I caught one off the seawall in practice. And you know, I decided to start there. I felt like there, there might be some kind of a shad spawn going on. Um, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure they were they were shad spawning, but I know fish were pushing them against that grass and against that wall. I caught a couple fish early, but that my my plan was to bail midway through the day if I didn't have a good limit and just go back and you know kind of swing at those that area that had the dead fish. Um, I I knew where a couple males were that you know, there wasn't much size to them, but I felt like I could at least get a limit that way. And uh, I mean, I was there was one other guy that launched there, and he was telling me he had a tough practice. Uh, and I, I was, I mean, I literally told Danny exactly where I caught my fish. I was like, yeah, hey, just go here. I'm only going to be here for a little while. And you, know, you can sneak in in the afternoon if your deal. I don't use this doesn't work. And uh, was that guy's name Todd Patrick? I was going to say, was it Todd Patrick? <laughs> no, no, no. I think he, I think <laughs> he took Popka. I don't remember. Anyway, it, uh, it just about every time I, I started thinking, okay, maybe I need to leave. Um, it, I'd get another bite and I'd, all right, let me, let me work it again. And, and I, I got one that was, I think, 21 and a half, 21 and a quarter um, on the, the little plug I was using. And uh, that one, I started thinking, well, maybe I need to stick around after I got that. Um, and, and most of what I was doing, actually, in practice, I was using this, uh, I brought props, a uh, hybrid hunter, the little junior size. And uh, that's what I caught them on in practice. That's what I caught the first couple of fish on during the tournament. And I... I'd gone through the area a couple times and you know wasn't getting bites anymore, so I just switched colors and that's what I got the that one that was I think it was around five. Um, and then it, it kind of shut off. I, I went to the wall and, and kind of went up and down the wall for a little while, and then you know just I wanted to let that that grass area rest. Hope maybe a couple other fish would move in there, um, and it never really reset the grass. Uh, but as I was going down the wall throwing the hybrid hunter. Uh, at one point, I thought I saw a boil. I thought I heard a you know splash and a boil. It was hard to tell because the it was choppy. I mean, the wind was pounding into it, so you you kind of get the the waves slapping against the wall. But I I could have sworn that the area I just threw that hybrid hunter to, uh, I saw one you know break on the surface, and I I just I had the the worm rod, my uh, missile quiver worms, uh, you know June bug. It's for Florida. 
Um, and I just I picked that rod up and pitched in there where I thought I'd saw, seen the boil, and I don't even think it hit bottom. When I lifted up, that 22 was swimming off with it, and it was it was hectic. I mean, I was almost right up against the wall at that point. I, I mean, you, you could even see it in the picture. But I, I stuck it, and she, she jumped right away, and then I was freaking out. And then she went under the kayak and jumped on the other side, and I was freaking out more. <laughs> Man, when I got it in the net, I was, I was screaming. There, there were a bunch of – there was like a pool right there for the, the, the residents, and they were all standing up trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> they all came out and took pictures. That One of the, the nice ladies there got a, a couple pictures for me with my phone. Um, but I, I was starting a camera to, crew out there. You're yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, but I, I started to feel pretty good at that point. Um, I knew, I mean, it was Florida and with what I'd seen in practice. And I mean, there, there was a bunch of good fishermen in this field, you know, Casey, you know, was there, you know, Drew Gregory, Christine Guillermo. I mean, I'm, I know I'm forgetting people, but it, it, there were a lot of good fishermen and it just seems like it's always a hundred inches. It takes to win these things. So Eric, I Eric, the Richard King Siddiqui was in that field. Yeah. He was there too. Fourth. He, fourth. Yeah. Good job. Siddiqui. So I was, you know, I, I did not feel comfortable. I mean, I, I, I knew when I, I don't normally look at the leaderboard, but I was checking it when I was putting the fish in and I, I saw I was up there and, uh, you know, when I, I got my limit fish and I had a little 12 inch that I was finally able to get rid of. Um, and then I ended the day, you know, kind of not too far from where I caught that bigger fish, same deal. Um, it was a pontoon up against that wall. I pitched against the pontoon and, and caught one, I think it was 17 and three quarters. And that was, uh, that was the last one that helped me anyway. And I still thought, you know, 93 inches, I, I, you know, for the next couple hours, you know, my, my heart's racing. I'm all amped up thinking I just got to get one more bite. And I, I felt pretty good that I would, I'd get a check. I really wanted one of those trophies and I felt like if I could get up to 95, I'd have a chance, but, uh, I just, I couldn't make it happen. I got a couple other small fish and, uh, I really felt like I, you know, I hadn't done enough. Um, and, you know, that I hate that leaderboard. I hate it when they turn the leaderboard off. It just, it, uh, oh, it sucks. It was torture. Unsettling. For, it was for a couple of hours, I was just like, ah, I don't know. And um, it wasn't really until I got there, you know, people were, you know, shaking my hand when I got to the award ceremony. And I, I, was, I was thinking maybe, maybe I did enough. And, um, it really wasn't until they announced that it was, uh, I think, a tie for second, third, and fourth. And I was like, "Wait, second, second, third, fourth. And he, he announced the, it was, you know, in the 80s. And I was, I was, you know, it just kind of hit me. I was like, you know, whoa, it, uh, I think that, you know, I'm not, not great at math, but I was, I kind of put two and two together in the back of the room. And it was, uh, well, I was an off feeling. Did you figure out pretty quick, because looking at all the pictures on here, I mean, there's some big fish caught, but you could tell a lot of them, or most of them, look spawned out. Yeah, that maybe that maybe you had stumbled on the last of the spawners in practice, and that this was now a post spawn deal. Did you figure was, it out pretty quick? I was thinking that the I'd had one, uh, the the big fish that I got out of that trout lake in practice had a pretty good gut on it, but it didn't look like a eggs gut. It looked like it had you know spawned and had been feeding up, you know, sunfish, shad, whatever. Uh, but those ones, the ones that I was catching, excuse me, um, catching on Saturday, they were they were pretty skinny. There, I didn't run across any that were you know, just busting with eggs. So I, I, I think I just, and I, it, who knows? I don't know if, if anybody actually even went in there and caught them or if they just, you know, I happened to see them right before they moved off and went back out deep or wherever they, wherever they go. So where, where are you from? I mean, specifically in Virginia, do you fish a home club? Like how'd you get into this, this deal here? Um, I'm, I'm in Roanoke. Um, I, I moved back kind of with, with family, uh, in Roanoke after leaving California. Um, but before that I was for more than 10 years, I was in Northern Virginia. So I, I kind of considered that home and, uh, you know, Potomac is, is really my home. I feel like my home water. I've, I love that grass. Um, I like fishing tide of water and it just worked out, you know, with my, my work schedule, I could almost always, you know, leave work in DC and be on the river for a couple hours in a kayak and it was just just fun and I, I started hearing about the tournaments and stuff you know over the last few years but I, I never with my work schedule just time off wasn't easy to get and, uh, and I, it just it didn't make sense and when I left California I kind of uh, 
you know, I, I basically left left the job. I resigned my position, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I, I just kind of knew I didn't want to do that anymore. And I, I, it was a good job. I'd, I'd save quite a bit, and I'm, I'm kind of just living off the savings right now. Um, but I decided, hey, let me, let me do the, you know, chase the dream thing. And, you know, I'm already in the kayak, and I, I never really fished clubs. Um, fishing was always kind of like a solo deal, just, you know, do the stressful nine to five and then just sort of unwind. And uh, it was just kind of my, my me thing. But it's, I've met some really cool people over the last year or so. I, I started doing them um, at the Kissimmee chain with KBF last year. And um, I, part of me wishes that I had done some local events and smaller stuff first because I made a lot of stupid mistakes <laughs> and, you know, all the not getting the identifier in the picture and just all kinds of dumb stuff to get, you know, DQ'd and just mess myself up. But instead of doing it, you know, close to home where there's not a whole lot of money on the line, it's, I did it at, at big events where, uh, you know, where it, it was a bigger deal, but it, it's been a, it's been a cool learning experience and it really, um, on the outside looking in, just kind of, I'd seen a few different channels, you know, I'd, I'd watch Greg's channel and Christine's channel and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're great anglers, but watching some of the tournament stuff, I remember thinking to myself, oh yeah, I could do that. I'm, I'm pretty good fisherman. And, um, man, it's, it's a different world when you actually get in tournaments. It's, it's different than, you know, going to your home lake that you know, and just fishing it on the weekends and sure anybody can kill it doing that. But man, you go someplace you've never been before, and against that kind of competition, trying to figure it out, it, man, I got humble quick. Um, <laughs> I, I had a good finish my second tournament at uh, Lake Fork um, after the Kissimmee event last year, and I just started thinking, okay, this is just how it's going to go. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to get top finishes all the time, and I'm going to be up <laughs> like Russ and everything. No, it is. It, there are some some damn good fishermen out there, and. Uh, I've, I've really had to kind of force myself to learn too. Um, you know, I, I'm comfortable shallow, you know, kicking up dirt where I can see them. Um, I, I like power fishing shallow, but it, when you don't do that, all, brother, don't that, we all, <laughs> oh, yeah, you only just do that. It like, you, like when you don't force yourself to go fish deep in the summertime, when you just, Oh, I got the Potomac. I'm just going to go catch some shallow. It's they're, they're shallow in the summer. It, it's, you get holes in your game and uh yeah i i, I found some of the holes um uh, you know fishing the tournaments so I've, I've had to get better at fishing deep and just i mean stuff like learning how to manage fish learning how to judge you know is this a legit area is that is that a fluke bite i mean is this area going to hold up for a one day or a two day it's um i mean it's th these these trails will sharpen your 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 fishing skills let me ask you this, man. I mean, this was a one-day event, big event, but still just a one-day event. Yeah. Uh, how did you approach it differently from a two-day? And do you think it would have held up if it was your what you were doing would have held up for two days? At that spot, I don't think it would have. Um, I I mean, I approached it just knowing I, I needed five bites. So it was like mentally it was a little bit, even though I was discouraged that, you know, what I thought was a, a big fish deal and, and maybe could have held up when that didn't work i knew all i need is five it's uh you know you, you don't have to have necessarily the best area i mean i would never have thought that that area had the, you know the winning fish you know i always picture you know these guys like russ and cody and and um, you know all, all these other guys that are you know the jody and you know, all, all the people i'm you know i know i'm leaving people out i just picture them you know finding this magical spot and they just wax them all day and it's you know it, it's uh i guess it's not always like that it's it's kind of high open that little it, it only took five you know five good bites out of that little stretch uh to get we, a win it's, it's we've crazy. done like several you know kind of averages of winning stringers and stuff and it's usually like mid to upper 80s for two days to win these things i mean it's not and not not saying we don't have some just massive 100 inch days on some of these lakes but for the most part if you're just consistent if you're consistent and put five reasonably sized fish in the boat <laughs> then you you've got like you don't have to go out and, and have some record setting day but doing it you know at the right time and and i think where y'all were it it seemed like if you look down the list a lot of people struggled a lot of a lot of 
these big name people that you're talking about struggled with the size, you know, I mean, I think because it was kind of a post-spawn funk, you never know what you're going to step into. So, you know, I tell young Edwin this all the time, it takes five to get to 10. Like in these two day tournaments, if you don't catch five the first day, you're pretty much out of it. Like at that point, it's pretty much over. You have to kind of dissect this a little bit and attack it in small pieces. You don't need to go out and put pressure on yourself to find a hundred inch bag like that. You know, you can usually it's one with a whole lot less than that. I, I wish we'd been having this conversation a year ago and, and you were telling me that because man, I've, I've messed it up on two day events a bunch, just either not catching them the first day or, you know, catching a decent, you know, mid 70 bag and then just trying to go do some off the wall to try and, you know, make a jump. And it just, you know, you well, check us out on iTunes or Spotify, Kayak Bass Nation. We've got about two years worth of stuff you can go back and listen to. We'll, we'll solve cool. some problems before they start. <laughs> Don't listen to any of the year-end shows if you're looking for tips. Just do those if you want to laugh. <laughs> That's entertainment only. Yeah, man. Cool. Uh, I was sitting here looking at the leaderboard, and there's one guy that didn't struggle with size. He struggled with numbers, another Virginia guy. That big bass from the event. Holy smokes. Yeah. How about a 25 inch or big Boy, bass? He only had they, four. There ain't much board left on that one. That oh, is Lord. a tank. E. Did anybody e. hear the weight on it? I was, I, I don't know if he weighed it or not, but I, I could, there was no, mm. uh, judging by knew. the formula, that's about a 12 pounder, I'd say. <laughs> uh, if I was yeah. guessing, if somebody told me 10, I'd buy it. Yeah. I bet it was. I mean, it, it it didn't look completely full of eggs, but it was thick. Still thick, t or tall, as you say, from top to bottom. Tall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tall bass. Yeah, I, I, a tall I know bass. of at least one ten that got caught in practice. Um, mm. Not not by me, but. <laughs> hey, and do you know where the folks were fishing not in the tournament pre and post? Because, it, like, Brad Case was catching 120 inches, apparently, on a different lake that was not included in the tournament. Uh, and then they caught. They went and caught him a couple of days after the tournament. Too, Garrett said he went with some guys to a different lake. But apparently, there's some honey hole, super lake nearby that was not part of the tournament. Did, you, you didn't get in on, in on that, Justin? I didn't. I wish I knew. There. I mean, I, I've. There's a million lakes down here in, in Lake County. Um, huh. I, I know the. <laughs> I, if you go, it's probably two plus hours uh, to get to Keenansville and then Fellsmere. I don't know yeah. if they were down there, but I heard those, about those. <laughs> those places are fun. They're, they're fun. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if they were there, if there was another little, you know, one of these little – there's a bunch of little small lakes that, that – It turns out that stuff don't help in the tournament, though, as you proved. Yeah, it's uh, – and honestly, I think that helped me the I, – I wasn't really you – know, I, I can't pretend that I thought of this beforehand, but the boats couldn't get in there. The bass boats, they – there was a bridge. That, that area was off limits. It's like a railroad bridge that's – right on the water that a boat couldn't get under so all that pressure from the pro trails over the last month it didn't hurt that spot and uh you know like i said i wish i could have i wish i could say i, I thought of that uh, ahead of time but it worked out when you, what's your next big one what do you got on the schedule for the year i think the next one i'm doing is uh potomac it's uh i'm looking forward to it it's I, I still feel like it's my home body of water. Uh, I would have loved to gotten into Santee, but I uh, I missed out on that one, and I think I missed out on the next two Hobies after that. Even even after they told us about the the new, they set those alarm clocks, boy. I know. I, I was like, <laughs> I'll set an alarm, and then no, I I went on at like one o'clock, I think, for this last one uh, for Chickamauga. And oh boy, I was oh. already a waiting list. <laughs> yeah, like you, was a, you were an hour late on that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna set the alarm for the next one. Uh, hope. Uh, I mean, I, I fished the Toledo event. I did not do well at all. So I've. I my goal was to kind of, you know, make the championship for all three trails. One of my goals for the season. So I've, you know, I've, I've got the bass one checked off. But if I'm gonna make the other two, I I got some work to do this summer. I will say that you'll make the KBF championship. I'll go ahead and put money on that. You're pretty safe on Just that Just stay one. alive till the fall. You'll be Yeah, keep, keep <laughs> breathing. Send out an email or something. You should be fine. That Dude, I'm telling you, this this TOC is going to be insanely hard 
to get it. I think you'll see a lot of the usual suspects that, that are close, but no cigar on this one. I think it's going to be super competitive with all these tournaments topping well, out. Well, hell, just look at the waiting list. Some of the usual suspects aren't even in the tournaments. That's true. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is going to be a big shakeup year for the TOC for sure. I hope I can squeeze back in there somewhere. Maybe Chick will be good to me this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like their format. It's, um, I mean, each of the trails is different, but that Hobie one is, it really is a tournament of champions. You you got to win, or I think it's what, like the top 20-something in points that they take? Usually yeah. is about how it shakes out, yeah. Uh, it's what, top three per event, the TOC winner from the year before, and then the rest is filled with AOY points. So, I mean, you have to perform at subcapacity. You don't end up there, you know, on accident no uh bass i mean bass also has a, a qualifying process we saw that from the field that they just had at the classic you know i mean that wasn't a, a massive field like that those people actually had to work to get into the tournament which i really like a lot yeah, yeah. i mean t think about toc man last year for instance i was trying to grind to get in there i had a, a top 15 finish a couple top 30 finishes still missed it you've got to really perform to get there it can't just be, you know, middle to average finishes or even slightly above. You've got to really make it happen to get there. I mean, it's if it's not top 20 every time or a top 10 mixed in there, you're not you're not making it on points. That's literally the only goal that I start out with every year since it started is just to get to that tournament. That's the like the sad part is that's the easy part. Then you go to the captain's meeting and you see the 49 other people in that room and you're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I did to get here, but I am confused. <laughs> uh, that, that makes it, you know, that much more of a, of a goal for us to chase. And let me ask you this, Justin, because we've asked the last couple of guests, what do you think about this, the quick sellouts? Do you have an opinion on any adjustments that they ought to make there? Or do you just think it is what it is and that's just a good problem to have? I think it's a good problem to have. If, if you're Hobie, I mean, I, I don't know how you, why would you change anything? You're, you've, I mean, the demand is there. I mean, it, it, you're filling out your field. I mean, what, what more could you want if you're them? And, and honestly, for, if you're fishing it, I mean, more than 200 people for an event is kind of, I mean, I, my first really big event, you know, this, this past year, I was at the, the KBF championship and 300 people, even with all that water and all those ramps, it is crazy. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, and so I, I've, I've never done, I think the fork a year ago was like 190 something for bass. Um, but it, it, and it, it got crowded where I was, but it, you know, 200, I feel like is manageable and it's, I mean, it's a heck of a payout too. So, I mean, I, I, I can't really, can't really say anything bad about their formula i mean it's it's on me to to get signed up on i don't want to see a tournament with i mean many more than 200 people i i don't even want to see 250 to be honest with you i think i think 200 like you said on some bodies of water there's enough to spread out but a lot of times you know the mid lake's hot or the north end's hot or whatever and you end up with everybody just crammed and on top of each other, not that you're not all in the same boat, so to speak, as far as conditions and fishing around people, it just makes it a lot less enjoyable to me when I have 15 other dudes running through the same docks that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to fish or whatever. Like it just, it really messes up your mental game plan in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it, it almost starts to feel like work and not like, uh, I mean, not like, not like fun. It's, yep. It's different. Yeah, I got enough anxiety just trying to catch fish where I'm at, much less have dudes breathing down my neck from two <laughs> different directions. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that gets that because when I see somebody coming down the bank the other direction, I start to get – it makes me want – do I speed up? Do I slow down? Do I, I – yeah. It's one of like the things I, ha I have to work on that, Justin, because it you, sh you got to get over that, but I, I don't like being crowded or being around people fishing it. It, I don't like was. people being like yesterday afternoon, Jeff, like I sent y'all that picture in the group, the group text. I'm fishing this area and, and I fish it all the time. And I have this boat come in and spot lock on top of my fish that I'm fishing. Like he comes across the damn lake and spot locks on my shit, like 20 yards in front of me. And it's like a bluff wall and this boat. And I had about a four foot gap. And that's where I kept casting. I was splashing water into his boat. And <laughs> I'm still having fun because I know my fish are there. But I'm pissed immediately because why do people do that stuff? 
Like you can't control every variable in the world, but if I can control somebody fishing on top of me, I would prefer to, to be able to influence that a little bit. Yes, that'd be dope. Um, Shoot, I've, I've never had anybody come that close, but man, that's, that's when you want to start picking up rocks and throwing them. Remember yeah. last year yeah, it was on down, at the T at the BOS on Dardanelle. We had a, an incident. We had to track that. We thought it was our Kansans getting at each other. Oh yeah. Blocking ponds and yelling at people and stuff. But we, we got to yeah. the bottom of that one. Oh yeah. So, so who knows as these things get more competitive and more money's paying out, I'm sure we'll have some more confrontations. Where, where there. did you hail from in California? Where were you at out there and why did you leave? Tim Arthur's in the comments is why I ask. And he is a, uh, a flag bearing Californian, so I want to ah. give him some give him some insight on why everyone's getting the hell out. Well, I went out there for work, and uh, you know, I it was uh, it was a I guess a promotion to the, the our company's corporate office, and it was you know it was a good opportunity for me. NorCal and, or SoCal? Uh, uh, I guess it Mid was Cal? Los Angeles or, or okay. suburbs of LA. So gotcha. uh, it. And part of me is thinking, you know, there's some big bass in California. You know, I'm still looking they for my first. They say that. Shoot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm thinking I, I might get my first 10-pounder out there. Um, you got to snag them out there. That's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the trick. Get the trebles. Yeah, that's one way. No, I, I never saw one uh, I never saw one that big. I did I did find a nine on a bed. In a, uh, I, won't, I won't name the park. A little tiny place. Um, not somewhere where I'd have, you know, expected to find one, but I caught my biggest bed fish ever out of a little park bank fishing. Um, but it, it's, I don't know, it's different. It's, uh, you're basically surrounded by desert out there. And then you've got, I mean, some of the lakes were cool, but I was just far enough away from the, you know, the, I, I wanted to fish Clear Lake and fish the Delta. And it was like five, six hours to get to either of those. And with the work schedule, it was just, it was tough to get up there. And I, I think I made it once to each uh, before I decided to move back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, California is cool, but, man, the gas prices are, are crazy out there. Even before, I don't even want to know what they are right now. They can't even it, put gas in their kayaks out there. That's how, I, how bad I saw on the news this morning they're pushing $7 out there. Jeez. I saw I believe, that right. They're gonna it. have gas at minimum wage in California in just a minute if they ain't careful. The the prices we got here on the East Coast now were, you know, what two years ago, year and a half ago, that's what it was out there. It it it's crazy expensive. Um, the yeah. cost of living's high. It's and the weather's great, I guess, but it's different. It, at least where I was. Um, LA's it, got that June gloom though. That boy, that's that's a little a little cloud that'll hang over you to start your summer off for sure. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's like the same weather every day almost. You have like a little bit of a winter with some like fog, overcast, and a little bit of rain. But then like the rest of the year, it's just like the same weather every day. And it's, that's one thing that's kind of cool about the East is, you know, you, you get seasons and it's it's a little different, some variety. But, hey, uh, we got a comment from YouTube, Brian, saying, he said Jeff, but I think he meant Ryan. <coughs> didn't, didn't we have a tournament where a kayaker shot a gun at a boat? That was down in te Tennessee, oh. wasn't it? Uh, that was on Gunnersville, yeah. Gunnersville, yeah. Uh, Chris yeah. Marks, same thing. Said the same yeah. thing. Yeah, same same lake I was on. Matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, old dude said he's gonna run run homeboy over, and he uh, popped out that pea shooter and said, "No, you're not." Plop plop. Ooh. Yeah, man. Yep. Gotta right. be careful on that one. That's a threat. yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to jail over a fishing spot. Boy, I reckon I probably would over a couple of my spots. That one I was on yesterday, I would go to jail over in a heartbeat, but we worked it out. Now, is that, is that Gunnersville where that was? Yeah. Okay, no shots fired, though. Nah, no shots just, fired. Just some cuss words, and we were good to go. Just some cuss words. I helped him out, man. I, Metaphorical. I, I caught a big old big old bass yesterday, and I went and asked him for a scale after I caught it. I was like, you boys got a scale I can use. <laughs> is that that mean mouth? Yeah. Oh. Justin hit the table and think turned himself uh -oh. off. Oops. Uh oh. I still hear. No, him I gave him the juice, man. They said they lost a three and a half pounder, and I, I helped him out a little bit. And I was like, man, if you're trying to get them, you're doing it wrong. That <laughs> don't park on them. Yeah, I guess not. Stuff they were sitting on your fish, right? They weren't. Yeah, that's that tricky. It's real yeah, tricky. we're gonna have to wait. Justin will be back. Everyone. I like it. I like it. Stand by. Justin will be back. Um, there he is. He's coming back in hot. 
Yeah, ooh, coming in hot. There he is. You dropped yourself, buddy. What happened? Yeah, sorry. What oh, event sorry. was that that my that Iconelli won last year? Was that Upper Potomac or Chesapeake? Chesapeake. Was it? Che Do you think you could beat Mike Iconelli on one of those DC suburbial bodies of water, whatever they are? I don't know. He's he's fished them a lot. Um, uh, he's a say hammer. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to say yes. Him. Say no. yes. We're going on side bets. Say yes. No, no, no. I really wanted to fish the Chesapeake last year. That was one of the ones I, I couldn't because of uh, you know, commitments. But, um, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, the only chance I got to, I've actually had to fish against him so far was the, the championship. And uh, Did you finish in front of him or behind him? Yeah, I got a top ten. So, it was, so uh, you can hang that over his head for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably taller yeah. than him too, so he can hang everything else over his head as well. Oh, there was this wow. one time where I beat Mike. I can, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. You got to do it, man. No, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, I found your stream of the award ceremony. I could not find one from Bass, and you know, nobody told, could. That's what I mean. If we didn't pirate that shit, it wouldn't have been out there. That's the crazy part. And, and shout out to Todd Patrick if he's watching, still watching. He was in the comments. Uh, I ended up sniping his stream from Facebook Live over to ours because I was trying to use use Ryan's camera angle, Steve's, uh, Todd's. Everybody's been good to try to get a good view of the stage. So, yeah. No, we I tried, man. We tried to cover it. It gave me something to show uh, show the family uh, until the official one showed up like a week later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what happened there. I don't know if they just lost signal or, or whatever. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about Bass in general before you got out of here. What was your experience with them uh, at the event? Because what we've heard – you know, Ryan and I have been openly, you know, talked about some things they need to clean up in the registration process. But day of, it seems like they do a great job of, like, media coverage and getting photos out and write-ups and all that stuff. So what was your experience like with them? Yeah, it's – they're – they're. I mean, it, it's efficient. Um, I mean, I, I can't complain. They've um, – I've they've got – like you said, they got the boat out there. Uh, I think the, the fork tournament, the first one I did, um, you know, they actually ran across me at one point and she – it pumped me up and I caught one right in front of them. Um, but they, they, they call, you know, they, they have a pretty efficient process for the award ceremony. You know, they, they make sure they get invites to people. I think other people are invited. Um, but you know, you get the notification if you're one of the people that's, that's getting a check, excuse me. And then, uh, it's just, I mean, it's a smooth process. They, they actually, they had a little hiccup at, this year at Fork, where the check machine was, you know, wasn't working. But I mean, they, they hand you your check, like on the spot. That's awesome. Some sort of technical issue, and I haven't had that at other ones before, where you, you actually walk out of there with your, with your uh, your check. I mean, they handed me the trophy, and they're they're handing me the check, and I'm I'm trying to. Oh, I get that too. Did yeah, they? Man. Did you have anybody to carry your trophy for you? No, I, I wasn't gonna do this at this edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I, somebody said they they stayed in the house with Todd Siddiqui, and I said, "Was Todd still carrying Siddiqui's trophy around?" No, Todd. I was telling Todd he finished uh, second or third in this one, and I yeah. was telling him he should have had Eric carry uh, carry. His I know. God, way. that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. He owes him, man. That trophy yeah. is heavy as hell. I <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for Todd. He was trying to pass it off on everybody he walked up on, like, here, hold this for a minute. Yeah. And Todd was in the comments saying that he was, you know, living his best life there for about three quarters of the day leading the tournament. And he thought he had it in a bag until you clipped him there, I guess, uh, uh your fish going in. Sorry, Todd. But still, sorry, awesome Todd. awesome show by Todd. He did, he did, he did his thing. Uh, he was, yeah. you know, three-way three -way tie for second. Him, Siddiqui, and Brandon Berlinski, I think that's how you say it, but they all tied with 88 and three-quarters. So. Isn't that crazy? I saw that, and I was like, is that a glitch or what's happening? Like, it's rare, you know, sometimes two people have the same limit, but it's rare to see in the top five three people with the same limit. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you look at that leaderboard, it was 80s all the way down to 20th. I mean, so folks were, were catching them, but they were all the same size until you got to uh, – Mr. Largan here had a couple over 20, and that looked like to be the difference. Every, like it, a lot of people honestly, had a 20, but nobody had two except uh, our yeah. winner here. There were a lot of people that one bite, I mean, it it would have been a different game. Uh, a lot of people with one bite would have would have jumped quite a bit, and especially the like the other guy that had the 25 and came in yeah. one door. That's a damn good head start right there, pal. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Casey Reed on day one of the, the classic when he put that giant oh up. I'm like, shit, that's a 10-inch head start. He should pretty much ride this one out, I think. 
Yeah, if you look he's, at that, there, uh, check that out. 34th and 37th. I mean, he had that 25, and the guy in 37th had two 20s. But neither one of them could find that fifth. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, wild stuff. It's a game of inches, literally. Yeah, Casey's, Casey's a good dude. Um, man, I day one at the championship, I was just ahead of him. And I was I thought I was finally gonna finish ahead of him in the tournament and uh and then he posts that twenty-four. I was like, ah, you gotta be kidding me. How do you catch twenty-four on that lake? I mean <laughs> I don't even know sure what the second biggest fish was, but that, that thing was huge. Not that big. Okay, right. so you'll sniff them out. Yeah. We're not gonna keep you too much longer, but there's a few more questions coming in. Uh Dan Perry, he did this is just a comment. So you know someone's legit when they have fish jewelry. Is there any story story behind that necklace you got on there? Oh, my little brother gave me this. He he took a trip. Uh, well, I guess it was a work thing. But he was down in Brazil and found it in some little like hand carved deal. And you know he he knows I'm obsessed with fishing, so he I've been wearing it and uh, I've been been doing okay since I've since I got it. So it's not coming off. Yeah, that's, that's I, the, I'm trying the to get Steve Fields to put the Hobie Worlds down in Brazil. I'm offering. A uh, hefty amount to bribe him for that. <laughs> what What do you think? In uh, do they, do they have largemouth? I know they got the the peacocks down there. I want the peacocks, boy. That's all I want. Some big, mean topwater peacocks. That'll be fine. Nice. I'll get malaria, whatever else I got to catch from there. <laughs> Between the NCAA tournament and the worlds, Ryan's all about the cocks right now. He's chasing the peacock peacock fame. <laughs> wow. Saint, Saint Peter's wow. peacock, Saint Peter's peacocks, and the Brazilian peacocks. The peacocks. This is not how I thought we'd get canceled, Jeff. <laughs> Peacock trying, you nasty son of a gun. I'm proud uh, of the peacock, so keep yeah. keep rolling, boys. Uh, Tim Arthur had a question. How early were your big fish? Were they all early in the event? Did they come early, or did you have to – didn't you say you caught one of them later on, the 21? Yeah, one came like early, and one came uh, – I want to say it was around noon. I'd have to go back and check the timestamp on it, but it was – I want to say it was around noon. I mean, it, it was not – you know, the, the early window was, was done with um, – it was, it was getting on in the day, and I was, I was starting to get nervous, you know, trying to decide whether to pull the plug and that. Uh, after I caught that, I was like, I can't leave. I, and how I big a coal was that? What did that coal for you? Did it call a twelve inch? You said. I think it was twelve. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think I had five at that point. That might have been my fifth. Either you know, way, that's that's, that's I, a huge I can't move. Remember. I, I knew I had a twelve in the bag because I remember it was. If you'd zoom in real close, a little tiny piece of the tail just barely touched the line <laughs> at 12 and a quarter, and they, they called it 12. And I was debating whether or not to, you know, get into it over the quarter of an inch there. And I was like, if i got to keep that 12-incher. It's Every gonna, it's time, buddy. Day, so. <laughs> so I did not waste any time messing with that, and I'm glad I didn't because that, yeah, I got rid of that small fish. And um, I think I had a – 14 that I called with that 17 something so that that got me from 90 to 93 which I guess technically didn't matter but at the time it mattered a lot not yeah I mean I, it was an ugly fish landing too I the kayak I had started going one way and the fish line got draped over the pontoon and got rubbed up against the uh I guess it hung on the corner and the fish is up on the surface thrashing and I'm freaking out trying to get the thing in reverse and back up like yeah, uh, I was happy to have the happy to have the the Mirage Drive with the you know, forward and reverse because that that have been. What I kind of rod was fish. that you were using? I saw a blue rod laid up on your kayak there. What kind of rods are you are you throwing? Yeah, it's um that's the Quantum Smoke. The it's their cranking one. They they're I I haven't actually seen them in a physical tackle shop yet. Uh, but I, I saw it come up online and ordered it. I've still got those old KVD cranking series rods. And I've, I mean, I've beat them up. I've got, you know, guides popping out. And I, I decided I wanted to check that one out. And uh, it was, I noticed it was a medium heavy. I thought it'd be a good chatterbait rod. And I, that's what I've been throwing. I mean, I've caught some good fish on it with a chatterbait. But that that uh, hybrid hunter has kind of a similar thump. And it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hefty bait. So it, it casts pretty well on that that rod, you know, modern action, and uh, they stayed pinned. It yeah. uh, and then it, you know, I was using just a, a quantum smoke. They're uh, seven foot medium heavy. You know, For Ryan the, always talks about this, or he's talked about it a couple times on this podcast about when you win, everything goes right. And like laying in that fish, it sounds like a lot of things could have went wrong, but but you still got yeah. them in the boat. 
still got yeah. them in the boat, man. So it's like when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I, and I had a couple come off, but I, you know, I don't think they would have helped, honestly. I mean, I had one, I, you know, and I'm not even going to tell the story. That may be all right. <laughs> I, I had one hit. I, I went through the area with a buzz bait. I'm just trying to throw something different at the grass. I had one come up on, on it, you know, eat it. Wasn't a big fish. And I, I think I was right after I caught that great big one. And I'm thinking that the fish is swimming towards me. I'm reeling on it. The water's dirty. And I got my rod down in the water trying to keep it from jumping. And I reeled that damn thing all the way to the rod tip and felt the buzz <laughs> hit the rod Hell tip. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you know, shit. No, I go to swing it and uh, the thing pops off. And I was just, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like that, I've never done that with a fish ever. And, I've uh, done it night fishing where you can't really see what's going on and you reel yeah. it up way too far and then knock it off with a net. That's my favorite move. It, <laughs> oh, I was, I was so embarrassed. I can't believe I just told everybody that, but it, it's fine. I was, it was, uh, I was. That's far from the most embarrassing thing that's ever been dropped on We've this show. We've made so worse much. mistakes live on this podcast, so you're, yeah. you're pretty good. Pretty good on that one. Yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to get to before we let this guy get out of here, Ryan? No, no. I think he's done great. Uh, good finish. Obviously, good finish in, in both of your big events so far this year. Um, Thank you. And good luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully uh, – you can set your alarm clock and uh, try to slide in the TOC with us, too. I appreciate it. Yeah, congrats, man. And hopefully uh, we'll cross paths at Grand Lake when you come up for that one. Hey, sounds good. Yes, Don't sir. get too far off the bank, all right? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, all right. Appreciate everybody watching, man. We'll see you all next Monday. It's going to be good. And, Ryan, hey, good luck at Santee, my man. We'll be pulling for you. Appreciate it. Let's go. I'm ready for that one. All right. See you all. See you all.